So what are some of those, the businesses you alluded to before, like the ones you tried out, you threw a lot of a lot of things at the wall. Holy what are, what are some of those ventures? I mean, no joke. I mean, I I I had a hundred plus websites selling, like I said, everything from ba- how to make your own baby food, roll your own sushi. Um, we were selling time and attendance systems. I had um, a pop up. I had pop-up generating software and I had pop-up blocking software. Uh, so I was on both Net sides zero. of that. Yeah, yeah. Competitive against take, his own product. Exactly. So. Take, take that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, truly, I, I, we were in hundreds of different markets. I mean, I've sold, um, even even now, I mean, we own makeuptutorials.com, sewing.com, uh, DIYprojects.com, um, survivallife.com. So we sell everything from like survival and preparedness, go live out in the woods type stuff to you know, high-end makeup brushes and, and, you know, clothing and accessories. So across the board, we touch a lot of things. I, I, we owned an industrial water filter manufacturing company Whoa. that sold water filters uh, and, and uh, sediment uh, filters to desalinization plants. So I, I'm telling you, it really doesn't matter that much. All that it ever is at the end of the day, you're a human with a solution. They're humans with problems. How did you find out the message for all of those different products, though? The exact same way when when we bought the uh, when we acquired the uh, industrial water filter manufacturing company, we said we asked the the previous owners, "Have you guys ever done any trade shows?" You know, nope, absolutely not. Too expensive. They're like, okay, that's that's super stupid. Um, <laughs> we're gonna do a trade show because a trade show is the ultimate opportunity. It's why we're here at Inbound, right? It's the ultimate opportunity. Another company has t- gone through the expense and the trouble of aggregating all of your audience in yeah, one place. Right. It, I don't care if you don't sell a thing. I get to have a bunch of conversation. So we went there, we sit at the booth and we talked to people and we found out, we talked to our existing customers. Why do you use us? It's a string wound water filter. It is as commodity as commodities get. Why do you buy from us? You could buy from them, literally the booth right next door. Yeah, we buy from them from time to time. Okay. Why do you buy from us? Well, is it like pricing? This not? No. Um, your people are nice, and when when I call you guys, you can you always get me the filters fast. And at the end of the day, if I don't have the filter, the entire operation shuts down, because our sediment filters they were the first stage in a multi-stage filtration process. If the first stage shuts down, you can have everything else. So for these inventory warehouse managers, procurement managers, if they didn't have our filters in stock, they were getting fired, right? So. What do they want? They didn't care about having the cheapest filter or even the best filter. It was the first in the line of filters. It could have been kind of crappy. They need to know they could get the filters fast. We rebranded the company Rapid Filter. We'll get you your filters faster because we talked to customers and they said, that's all we care about. Yeah. Cool. Then that's the only freaking thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> that's all you care about. That's the only yeah. freaking thing we're going to talk about. It, it, we'll yeah. get you your filters faster. But that happened exactly the same the same way. The The, the process is not, if you don't, Go out and talk to 50, 100 people, 50, 100 customers, 50, 100 prospects. You're not ready to write your message. You're not. Yeah, it's, it's funny. When I think of that, it's like somebody who has kind of like what I would consider like a G-shucks business, right? Oh, my dad did this, and now I do this, and, you know, I do I do business with this person because I've known them, and they don't really think of how to grow or what, what they're doing or how they're just like, this is what I do, this is what my family does, so on and so forth. They don't necessarily figure out what makes them different. I mean, we have those conversations all the time. What sets you guys apart? Oh, our customer service. Oh, God. Give me a break. Like, really? Yeah. Like, you think that's why somebody, you know, uses your product? It's usually something really simple, like you mentioned. 
Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, I need it fast. And like, a lot of times businesses won't even ask. Well, they won't. And, and the trouble is if you ask one, because we ask, why do you like, oh, well, that, that Shanna in your office, she's just so nice. <laughs> That's not freaking helpful, but thank you. But you how know, val- and, and how valuable is she in there, right? <laughs> yeah, you, but you, you know? talk to 50, 100 of them, yeah. and that's when you'll start to gotcha. see some of those themes. Right. You know, if you talk to two or three and you think you got it, yeah. you're not done yet. Right. 50, 100, keep it going. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you cool just sharing anything about that? Oh, God, yeah, man. I mean, the um, we didn't... There's been so many times, like, when I got quarter million dollars in, in credit card debt, it's because... Um, I was calculating uh, LTV and ad spend against LTV, um, but the L was basically like a 12-month figure, uh, which when you're an unfunded company, uh, and by unfunded, I mean you're a kid working out of a spare bedroom in your house, yep. you can't afford to go 12 months. Right. So that was when I learned the lesson of the difference between profitable and cash flow and how cash is king. And so all these things that, you know, they were working, like some of the advertising campaigns and campaigns were working when we were spending a little, but when you scale, mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't work as much. You're, you're trading, you know, ROI and, and, and that turnover for the scale. I didn't realize that. And I didn't check. Yeah. I was like, hey, it worked before when we were spending, you know, 20 bucks a day on Google AdWords. I bet it'll work the same when we're spending $2,000 a day. Right. I was wrong. And then in my arrogance... Instead of going, oh, you're wrong, stop everything. I said, you know, something isn't quite right. I, I need to fix this. I, I'll fix it. But I didn't back anything down. So it all just snowballed and got worse and worse and worse. So that was the first time. Um, we, in other businesses that were more inventory intensive, again, we didn't watch our cash closely enough. And I remember there was a longshoreman strike in, uh, oh boy. Uh, uh, in Long Beach. And so we had inventory sitting on boats. For uh, a long, long time. Probably wasn't in your business plan. Uh, no, didn't, didn't have that factored in. And again, we didn't take the time to have adequate savings, sure. have adequate capital there to, to make sure we expected it to turn when we felt like the inventory should turn. Um, we had uh, a all, all of our merchant companies were with the same provider across a bunch of businesses. And our particular merchant provider got bought out. The company that bought them out was a German company decided they didn't want to have any e-commerce exposure. Because the, the bulk of the portfolio of this particular merchant company was brick and mortar. They didn't understand the internet. So they just shut us all down. So one day I just couldn't take payments <laughs> on anything. I mean, the internet, come on, it's a fad. And I was, I mean, I was, I was sitting there, it's my, you know, it's my anniversary. But uh, so I couldn't even deal with it. I mean, I was out of town. I'm like, oh my God, what, you know, what's going on? I got to, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, how am I going to make payroll? Because we were a subscription business. I couldn't process subscriptions. So now I'm running around trying to get new merchant accounts wow. set up. But like, oh, you just had a merchant account shut down? Why did you get your merchant account shut down? What's wrong with your business? What have you been doing? Huh? We had to go with all these like crazy offshore things. I mean, that was like super sketchy. <laughs> like the type of, of, of like merchant companies that would process like for porn sites. <laughs> You know, but we're selling like ebooks on like how to make your own baby food types. I mean, it's like different. (laughs) You know, you're like, this isn't, I shouldn't be here right now. But I, but I learned then one is a terrible number in business. So yeah, I mean, it has just been like one immature, just not knowing what the heck I was doing. But when you're going fast, you slip on a banana peel and you can bring yourself to the brink. But what always saved me is I knew how to craft a winning message and I knew how to amplify that message, right? And I'll tell you, sales will fix a lot of screw-ups. 
And that's the thing. You know, when I got, I got a late night phone call from my accountant. It was on a Sunday night. I'll never forget it. Sunday night. I know now your accountant calls you on a Sunday night. <laughs> that's not a good thing. And he's like, wow, you sure did have a good year last year. I know now when your accountant says, wow, you sure did have a good year last year. That's not a good thing. He's not complimenting you. <laughs> Sunday night was, was the 11th of April. Uh, the 15th of April was, you know, just four days away. And I owed, that's when I owed a quarter million dollars to the IRS. And I did not have it. And I sat there on my couch, cried like a baby. Kind of the only, only time in my adult life I can recall, you know, crying. Cause yeah. I'm like, God dang it. Like, am I ever going to get on the other side of this thing? Are we ever going to get on the other side of this thing? And I've got my wife sitting right next to me. She's like, I don't know why you're freaking out so much. You'll figure something out. You always do. And I was like, oh, it's not at all what I wanted to hear. And it's probably exactly <laughs> what I wanted to hear. But, you know, got got busy, got down to it. And because I had because I had an offer, offers that I knew worked, because I had lists, went all the way back to those 100 call, cold calling days. Mm-hmm. I had these two things. I knew I could figure something out, and we did. Well, um, what did you figure out? I figured out that if I uh, produced enough winning offers, if, if I, what's all the, the best offers? I went back over the previous 12 months, said, what's the best thing that we did? I'm going to do all of those in one week and just get as much as I can, do a bunch of promotions, send them out to all these lists because we were in so many different markets, we could do it all at once. I pulled uh, an all-nighter to, to write all the content, aggregate everything, you know, push it out, and yeah, generated generated enough uh, in revenue to um, to pay the tax bill plus the money that I made to pay the tax bill by the 15th. Send on, and it was wow. great. I was broke, which was the most amazing feeling in the world. Even. I was, yeah. I was dead, <laughs> dead even. Broke. I'm very thankful that at that point in my business, I didn't have any employees. I didn't have any office space. Because sure. um, I don't know what I would have done, you know, if we'd had that. Because uh, and and that whole year, because I basically um, put all of our best offers. I mean, you know, you're talking about just shooting your wad. I mean, it's it's there. You're you're collecting it all. Um, that wound up being not a great year, but I was broke. And that was good. So, so sometimes we a question we like to ask a guest is, you know, you mentioned being kind of in that UT dorm room, right? Like if we could go back in time and go back to those days and kind of where you are today, some of the things you've gone through, what advice would you give yourself? Maybe one thing that you would say, hey, you know, stick to this. Hey, keep this up. Or, you know, what piece of advice would you give yourself to, to you know, be able to help yourself? So it sounds kind of stupid, but I would say... Um, Always maintain at least 60 days as you're building, 60 days operating capital in cash in the bank. And you do it early on. Set it aside. Pay yourself a salary, but do not take any big distributions until you do that. Those who control their cash win. And it's the reason that you you look at these companies that that go public or they do big rounds. When you have cash, you have options. When you are out of cash, you are out of options. Cash is the fuel that helps... That, 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 that grows businesses, right? It is the fuel that fuels businesses. It mm-hmm. is the gas. It is what makes it all work. And where I have failed, it's not because the product was bad or, um, ooh, we just didn't quite figure out, you know, product market fit, you know, or anything like that. It's We ran out of money. Yeah. We ran out of money. So set up a discipline from the get-go. We're going to make sure we have 60 days operating as the business grows. You have to grow some more. You, you have to put, put more aside. But do that and... 
Pay your taxes. That's, <laughs> pay your taxes. That's probably good <laughs> advice for most small businesses, not just people starting, right? Being able to have that operational cash. And as you get bigger, you need to go from 60 to it, 90 yeah. days. And, you know, is that, from, is that from the business side, just the business side, or, or do you exercise that on the personal side? Because I always talk about like personal finances and I literally don't know much about them. Oh, come so, on. You're getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. It, the, the same thing applies. I think it applies even more so from a personal perspective. Um, you, you've got to. You've got to set especially that if you're taking risks and you're doing different things that are going to put you know your stability in uh, in jeopardy. I think it's definitely something. At least I've been able to exercise over the last year or so. That's changed the way I look at a lot of that stuff. I think is is pretty cool. If you don't, I mean, you know, we kind of start off talking about um, you know the, this perception of money, money being a good thing or a bad thing. Um, it's a tool, right? Yeah. But but the reality is that is how we function in society today. You need to have it. It, it's it, we don't operate in a barter system, right? right? You need money to go and get food, unless you just decide you want to live off the grid and be camping. And if you want to do that, we got products that will help you do that. But the just to, kidding, not kidding. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Survival yeah. possibly yeah. us, <laughs> but but no. It's it, uh, the, the reality is you gotta have it. Yep. Okay, you do. So if you're going to saying like, oh, it doesn't matter, I'm not going to care about it, then you're going to be a slave to it. Right. You need to become a master of it. And part of that is showing that you have dominion over it by I'm going to set this over here and leave it. Yeah. Well, you you talk you talk a lot about trying all of these different things. Uh, I'd imagine that mindset's still going with you today. What are those next things you're trying? It's uh, what I'm trying to do now is to uh, not do so many things. If you look at my business today, it is the perfect reflection of my entrepreneurial ADD. I mean, it it is like, (laughs) oh, I can see where you thought this was going to be a good idea, yeah. and it works. But, um, but picking, you know, it, I'm the kind of person I'll, I'll walk around like there's a penny on the ground, like cool, I'm going to get it, you know, I'm going to I'm going to get that. Like I don't like the idea of leaving things, but oftentimes, like you know, they say it, it's cliche, but it's true. Good is the enemy of great, and so as these businesses that we have have grown, and some of them have really begun to, to outpace, uh, you got to decide at some point. You know, we need to starve the ponies and feed the stallions. How do you know, right? Especially somebody who's working on a couple different businesses. How do you know when to stop? I think I read an article, um, a founder, co-founder, kid from Babson, and he uh, he was talking about basically putting his startup, funded startup to sleep, right? And I remember reading the article and really resonating with that, being like, man, you know, because when you're in the day-to-day of it, you wouldn't think of that. And you think of all the time you've spent, you think of all the money you've spent. How have you been able to go to a, a product and say, hey, um, we can't spend any more time doing this. We can't spend any more money doing this. Yeah, man, it's hard. It really <laughs> is. It, I, I, I don't want to yeah. pretend like it isn't. I'll, I'll tell you what helps is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a husband and I'm a father of four kids. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I try to remind myself that's my identity. You know, my identity is I'm a husband and a father first. So if I have a business failure, then that doesn't define who I am. And so I can get past it, but it's tough. But a business is not a child. People use that phrasing all the time. You got to yeah. be really, oh, but it's my baby. It's not. It's Let's not. not. Stop calling it yeah. that, right? It's not. Um, but what we typically do is we don't necessarily take it back out and just shoot it and kill it. If you're a funded company, a lot of times you have to do that. Yeah. If you're a funded company, it's we got to shut this thing down completely. Right. We got to sell off its assets. You know, your partners, they need to write off that debt. Yep. They need to get out of it um, because all of our stuff has been bootstrapped. It's you know what, we're going to put this on the shelf. And gotcha. there are businesses that we've started, they got some traction, and we said, okay, that's good, but 
we don't have the right person to lead it, or we don't have adequate funding, or we don't quite have this thing figured out, so we'll put it on the shelf. Yep. And and now you start looking for, okay, who's a good strategic partner? Uh, you know, oh, this person seems smart. They could probably run it. We're going to take it back off the shelf. So I kind of get to cheat because I don't have to kill it. <laughs> I can back burner. Yeah. If you're a funded company uh, and you do have to kill your funded startup, that is an experience that I've not had to go through, but I can imagine that would be so hard. Yeah. So hard. I would just encourage people, especially if you're young, it's really easy if you're, if you're young to do this because you don't necessarily have the wife and the kids. Right. Um, do not define your identity by something that is not going to last, even if it succeeds, by something that is not going to last your lifetime necessarily. Right. So that's like a job too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't define who you are. There's yeah. got to be something about you that isn't your vocation that defines who you are. It can be a big aspect of you. Yep. You can be passionate about it, enthusiastic about it, but don't let this thing define you. You want to define yourself as I'm an entrepreneur or I'm a business owner, I'm successful, or I'm this. That's fine. You can do those things in a lot of different areas. Don't allow this this thing that has a life. It'll it'll live, it'll die, it'll be gone. Mm-hmm. Don't allow that to define you. So so what's next then? You, you talk about becoming more focused and not yeah. spreading yourself. What's the next message? Yeah. So we're not moving into a stage where uh, I think we're gonna actually need to uh, raise some money um, to to grow some things. So I'm entering John, into got, that. I got, I got five bucks and John, open up that wallet. You got you got five on it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and and I and I do think you know some of these companies that have been backburnered. We're re- I'm realizing now we're really never gonna get to them. We need to sell them. Yep. And so we're in the process right now. We actually formed. We're uh, restructuring our, our holding company. Um, to break all these different businesses out into kind of their own separate entities so that they can be sold off. Um, it's just, it's been so much fun operating a billion things at once. I'm tired. <laughs> and my kid, you know, I want to, I want to hang out, spend more time with my kids. I want to be able to focus. I love what we're doing at Digital Marketer yeah. and I want to be able to, um, to, to spend a lot more time focusing there. So yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. We're now moving into a liquidity stage on a lot of these things. And, and in some cases, it'll be let's raise some money to grow. In some cases, it's going to be this is yours now. Yep. You know, we've, we've done what we can. Let's leave and cleave. Sure. Take it. Do- in some cases, we're going to, you know, take this business and, and merge and maybe partner. And, and I just, what I realize, I'm, I'm good at marketing. I'm good at growth. Well, the message, right? I'm good at selling stuff. Yeah. I'm not the best operator in the world yeah i'm not i resonate with that i'm not the best so i you know i'm kind of at a point like i know who i am now yep i just want to do that Mm -hmm. i just want to do that any uh it's a good place to leave it but any last words yeah i mean i I would just say uh, and and you hear this a lot nobody wants to hear but but be patient um i've been doing this I, i made my very first sale online like i said in 1999 so I don't even know if John was alive yet. I was I was watching cartoons. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. My parents didn't let me on the internet yet, so I know no, I didn't buy. No. That's, that's yeah, funny. I've been doing this for the better part of, uh, you know, for my entire adult life. Yeah. Right, and I'm still figuring stuff out, and I still make mistakes. There were five. I can look at five contiguous years where screw ups kept me completely flat and up and down, and, and depending on where you looked at it, way worse than I was the year before. Right. But it was in that time where I learned and I got better and I figured things out and I appreciate, you know, where where things aren't. And if I had said, okay, you know, you're going to be a multi-millionaire, a billionaire by the age of 30, I would have got discouraged, right? I would have got mega, mega discouraged. I mean, I was a, you know, I was, by the time I was 30, I was, I was very successful. But at 28, I would have thought I was way behind. 
because at 26, I was further ahead. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So sure. it's going to be ups and downs. Um, invest in things where you aren't just, uh, you're not just getting paid, but you're learning really good, valuable stuff. And above all else, like what I said before, um, be careful where you place your identity. You know, be careful of the things that you allow to define you. Be very intentional and very thoughtful about that because um, that's where I've seen really successful, awesome people break and be destroyed when they place their identity in something that um, was never designed to last very long. And that was, that was when they lost it. So I don't, you don't necessarily have to get married at, you know, 22, like I did, uh, to figure that, you know, to figure that out. But I will tell you, be intentional about where you place your identity. So no more MBA. I'm never giving up that dream. Jeez. I mean, never. Yeah. That was, that was the focus. I'm never, I'm never, I always wanted to be the, well, Muggsy Bugs, I guess was the, he's, he's shorter than me, but boy, not by much, (laughs) not by much. So social. Yeah. Where can we find you? Um, Ryan Dice uh, on on the Twitters Ryan R Y A N D E I S S it's the it's the common spelling and uh, digitalmarketer.com dot come awesome. come check us out look at awesome. some of our content if you if you come digitalmarketer.com, dot com you read our content I will follow you until the day you die uh, quite all literally across the interwebs because we are it. we are some retargeting fiends so just uh, know that going into it yeah. maybe 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 I, uh, come there with the incognito I watched uh, I think I watched a digital marketer uh, like video on my girlfriend's computer and ever since she's gotten ads with your face on yeah them, so yeah. tell her tell her tell her she mom. literally she texted me she's like is it the guy from youtube i was yeah. like yeah it's the guy from youtube <laughs> my, my kids think i'm famous they're out there looking for like minecraft videos they're like you're famous yeah. everywhere but uh hey it's more efficient than make a hundred dollars there you go thanks thanks for, thanks for coming on man thanks sir.